I'm committed to teaching you the fundamentals of Python, and in this week's episode is a game changer. It's modules and code organization. We're going to learn how you can create your own modules and introduce the power of basic Python modules like OS, random, math, you name it. You can think of modules as a modular concept, right? It's like an apartment building. It's a way for you to structure and organize your code in a more efficient manner. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to PyPod Chronicles, a series that brings our tech blog to life in a whole new way. Covering an array of topics surrounding Python and tech, from programming tips, best practices, and so much more. Let's get immersed in Python with the Nerd Nook on the go. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of PyPod Chronicles. If you're new here, you guessed it, I'm your host, Josh. If you're coming from the blog, then you probably know me as Rusty Raccoon, or from the channel on YouTube, it's Code with Josh. Thanks for tuning in for this week's episode. And as I mentioned in the intro, it's all about modules. But before I dive into today's episode, guys, the first link in the description, head on down there and grab yourself a free copy of my handcrafted Python guide. And today, it now has an extended Git version to help you get started with Git today, even if you're just starting out with Python. It's the first link in the description. Head on down and grab yourself a copy. So let's let's talk about the power of Python module. One key feature contributing to the appeal of Python is its concept of modules. Now, many programming languages use module in one way, shape, or form. But with Python, it's pretty simple in how we can do that. In today's episode, you're going to explore Python modules in depth and understand how you can create custom modules along the way. So long story short, in its most basic form, a Python module is a file containing Python extra code, or like other code. It's just a Python file because its extension ends with .py, as does any other file, and it serves as a container for reusable code. So basically, in a module, right, you're going to hold anything you want relating to something specific. It could have functions, variables, classes, all neatly organized, kind of like that ugly filing cabinet from that movie Office Space. In order to get started, right, fire up your IDE. I'm usually on VS Code, okay? And this is like a step-by-step -step guide to creating a module. Now, head over and create a new file and choose a meaningful name. Guys, I can't emphasize this enough, all right? Especially in the learning process. Give good names to anything in programming, a function, a variable, a module. It's not just going to help you now and in the future. It's going to help other people who are working on your code in the future. So choose a strong descriptive name that reflects the purpose of the module you're trying to create. Now, within this new Python file, you're going to write your code just like you normally would. Right? So you can create a few functions that are going to relate to something, create some variables, a class, right? It's just normal code. Once you save the module, you can head back to your main file, right? This main file is really what's calling all your code. It's calling all your functions. It's neatly organized. It's easy to read. And at the top of the code, you can now import the file you just created. Right, so if you created a file called pizza, right, in my main file, I'm going to say import pizza or from pizza import star. And that's going to give me access to everything within that pizza file. 
<laughs> Pretty cool, huh? Guys, speaking of modules, if you're ready to start building your own modules while also learning pre-built Python modules, head on over to my Zero to Knowing course, my Python for Absolute Beginners in 2023 edition. Here you're going to gain a solid understanding and master the Python fundamentals along the way. It's the link in the description. Head on down there and check them out if you're interested. Now, the benefits of using a Python module, well, there's a lot of benefits. And throughout my journey in programming, like when I first started off, I was just about trying to get my code working, right? What can I make? This is so cool. Now I'm kind of like an old man, right? I like organized and clean. I don't want to have to do things if I don't have to do them. I like reusability. Understanding how to create and use your own Python modules will help you immensely as we enter the next phase of exploring Python modules and the next phase of mastering the fundamentals. The first advantage is its code organization. Modules provide a structured way to organize your code. And long story short, again, structured code is easier to work with. Instead of having a monolithic script, you can break modules down into smaller manageable pieces. The next advantage is, of course, reusability. A primary advantage of modules is reusability. You can write functions or classes once and use them in multiple projects. So like, imagine if you create a class to handle a specific task, like, I don't know, save a file, and you create a module for that. You can use that module in your current project, but then in the next 10 projects, maybe you need to do the same thing. You can just use the module you already made in all the other projects. Some other advantages, right, is the maintainability. Modules not just increase reusability and organization, but because of this organization, it's also more maintainable, thus reducing errors along the way. By encapsulating functionality within these modules, you're reducing the chances of error. And if you do get an error, it's easier to pinpoint where it's coming from and why you're getting it. Okay, now, toning things down, right? I just introduced you to creating your own modules, which is super beneficial. But Python has pre-built Python modules too. And this isn't like those large frameworks for creating websites or apps, right? Python has built-in ones that you still need to import, but you don't need to install. So like the OS module. OS stands for Operating System. And we typically use the OS module anytime you want to work with your computer's operating system. So like if I want to gain access to my working directory, my current directory, or I want to save files to my desktop or access files on my desktop, I'm going to use the OS module to do so. This is wildly popular and you've most likely seen this module used before. All right. If you haven't, read in on this because this is going to up your Python game real quick. This is a pivotal key module we need to know. Another popular one is the random module. I use random, well, this is just a fun module, right? If you're trying to make a game or anytime you need the computer to make a decision for you. The random module is used for generating random numbers and performing random selections. So I've used it in games or maybe statistical applications, but basically anytime you need the computer to make a random decision, you should be thinking about the random module. If you haven't tried either of these, these are two really great ones you can get started with today. Now, before I leave you guys here, right, there's some more things we need to talk about. And I want to give you guys a step-by-step -step scenario of how you could create a module and how you might use that in a real-world practice. So let's start off with a real-world scenario. 
Imagine you're building a web scraper to extract data from multiple websites. And instead of writing all the scraping code in a single script, you create modular components. In one module, you create one that you call the URL fetching module. And this module handles all the HTTP requests and retrieves web pages. Then you create a different file and you call this parsing. And this is your parsing module. Here you write the code to parse all the HTML content and extract the data you need. In a different file, you could create a data storage file, and this module manages how and where the scraped data is stored. It could be in a database, a CSV file, or somewhere. And then finally, of course, you have a main Py file. This is your main script that imports and orchestrates all these modules to work together. By structuring your project this way, you can easily reuse each module in different scraping projects you have in the future, or you could extend their functionality as you need them. Just like you create functions to handle specific tasks, we can now create modules that can complete a specific task as well as store many functions along the way. There are three different ways to import, right? Root one, import module. If I have a module called subscribe.py, you should subscribe, but imagine that. Root one, I could say import subscribe. Root two, I could say from subscribe import star. That means everything. In the last way, I could say from subscribe import and then a name of a specific function. Now, root two import star, that's the easiest, obviously. That imports everything. If you're working with really small modules or Python built-in modules, yeah, you could do import star. It's fine. On really big projects, though, you should not do that, right? Because files and functions are going to get confused. You should stick with root one or root three as the best options, and I prefer those too. Some best practices for module creation. Well, creating modules is pretty straightforward. Adhering to some basic best practices can make your code more robust and maintainable. As I mentioned, clear and descriptive names. Do not use global variables and document your modules. Provide documentation on your modules. How do you use them? What's the purpose of the module, right? And be sure to test your modules along the way. Anytime you add new code, Test it, run it, make sure it works before uploading it or sharing it. Python modules in the industry, well, there's a bunch of modules that you already know. Now, some ones that you may have to install, right, are going to be like the Python web development modules. So Flask and Django, or the data science modules like NumPy, Pandas, Scikit-Learn. These provide essential tools for data analysis, manipulation, and just popular frameworks in general. Some frequently asked questions that I guess asked all the time by my students. Okay, to sum up a Python module, it's just a file containing Python functions and statements. The file name is a module name that ends with .py. You create a module by creating a new file, just make sure the file ends with .py. You can put anything inside there. And the benefits of using this are your code organization and reusability. Right? You should be creating custom modules to help you along the way. Modules are not mandatory, but they're essential in your programming journey, and they're highly recommended for most projects, as they're going to make the overall project more collaborable, is that a word, um, and more maintainable. 
To wrap up this episode, guys, I hope you've enjoyed it because this was a fun one. I like modules. Organization. You explored the world of Python modules, diving into their creation benefits as well as a real-world application scenario. If you're a seasoned Python dev or just starting out, embracing modules will undoubtedly enhance your code's organization. Go ahead. Create your own modules. Unlock the full potential of Python programming. And get ready for next week's episode, because I'm going to be diving into advanced modules next week. All right, guys, as always, thank you for tuning in for this episode. If you want a free Python and Git starter pack, or check out the courses I have available to you, they're both the first link in the description. Head on down there and grab yourself a copy. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and I cannot wait to see you guys in next week's episode in next week's episode of Pod Chronicles. Until then, guys, 